Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Locker Room FC podcast. I am joined by my three co-hosts once again, Rashid, Shivkumar and Shreyash. And I am also one of your co-hosts, Sairam. Uh, welcome. Today again, we are going to be continuing with the trend of all things Champions League and we are going to be looking at the Champions League final because let's face it, it's the only thing of the Champions League we have left for this season. Uh, and this this year we have a like a spectacular final on our hands. PSG versus Bayern, especially after what we had last year, which don't get me started on that because that could be a whole podcast episode, uh, is a great final. It's a, it's going to be a great game. Initial thoughts, anybody? Um, I yeah, like you said, it's going to be a spectacular final. Um, I think many people are going to focus on you know the the front threes of both teams. Um, I think yeah, of course, a lot of firepower there. But for me, it's, it's going to be a, a game of tactics and almost like a chess game because there are so many individual battles that are going to take place um, on the pitch. So it depends on how the, the team set up. You know, we'll go through it as we discuss. You know, Bayern's high line, how they deal with a PSG space on the counter attack, different things um, that both teams have to deal with. So it's going to be a very, very interesting game. Yeah, it's a good point. So let's get let's let's like dive deep into that. So the first thing that we need to discuss is the Bayern high line. <laughs> Bayern's line is so high, they're almost in the halfway line, which is, uh, it's bold. And as we've seen, they've teams have managed to get past it, or rather like extremely quick forwards, like Dembele, Corne, uh, and then against, was it, who did Bayern? Chelsea, yeah. Uh, it was hudson Adoy and Abraham. And then again, even Barca, it was Suarez and Messi that got past it. Uh, so like, yeah, not Suarez, not Suarez, but <laughs> Semedo sometimes and Messi. Uh, so, how do we think that the best front three in Europe right now is going to fare against that Bayern high line? Uh, obviously, we saw the. Or oh, Rashid, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, even against the Leon game, especially at the start, we saw Leon being able to go past the high line. If you actually talked about it in the last episode as well. So, we could see that Bayern were not really comfortable with the Highland when they had these counter-attacks going. And in fact, I felt that the game could have been a complete different story if like they could have gotten the early goal, which they actually could have Leon, which had like great chances at the start. So, uh, if PSG are able to do that, obviously with Mbappe being their main uh, threat, uh, if he's able to penetrate this attack, and he would be a more likely... Uh, player to convert these targets than anyone else. So, if they get an early goal in with one of these attacks, then Bayern have, will be, that will be a great setback for them. So, that's going to be their main problem to, con- to stop these attacks from happening, especially at the start, until they get their rhythm in and they can themselves build an attack. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that makes one, sense, but yes, I'm go ahead, go ahead. One interesting point to note that is uh, the easiest way for PSG to penetrate their attack is to send those three forward. But the thing is, they don't have anyone in midfield who can actually ping those balls ahead. They need to get some sort of stability in midfield to play those balls through. The only, like, the easiest option that they have to play those balls is, like, to directly deploy them from defense, like a David Luiz-esque ball there. And I think that's going to be interesting because I... So, for the audience, I was I was talking about this to the rest of the guys, like, in our own group chats. And I was talking about how if Verratti doesn't play this game, it's a big, big loss of PSG. And uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts, guys, like on that. 
Virati really helps to break the lines, you know, like his transition play is amazing and even his defensive contributions are, you know, unmatched. If you if you look at his the top midfielders in the past five to six years, Virati ranks among the top of them. You know, yeah. like he he is he is one of like the most consistent performers in PSG and would you know arguably walk into any European side regardless of whatever team they have and uh, his injury will really like will have a really deep impact on the way PSG play because especially the way he um, helps in the counter attacks like once a ball is cleared out from the box Mbappe and Neymar are just on their you know on their turn on their engines and run because they know yeah. a ball from Verratti will somehow reach them. Uh, either, either one of them, they'll get the ball and they can help progress. Too. But with, without him, I guess, without him, with, I know, you know, and Herrera is, you know. <laughs> I was waiting for you to just talk about Ander Herrera. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather hold myself back, but Ander Herrera played really well against Leipzig. And, you know, if he just emulates that sort of performance, you know, which he always puts in week in, week out, if he's given the opportunity. But if he does put in that kind of an effort, he will do a tough task to the Bayern uh, midfield. Yeah, I, I think of... it makes sense. But um, for, for me, I think if you look at the last two games that PSG have played, you see Neymar is the guy who's the catalyst in the team. He's the one creating the play. So I think it's going to be him again. He's the one who's going to drop in those half spaces between the midfield and defence. Pick up the ball, either drive at the defense or try to find uh, you know the runs of Di Maria, the runs of Mbappe, um, and he's going to play that important role again. So, so Bayern have to be careful about that. Yeah, you, if Verratti is there, then he he will help. Um, he will take that burden off Neymar. Um, but if Verratti doesn't play, Neymar is going to take up that role um, to be the distributor in the center of the of the park. See, I don't think Neymar is going to drop that deep. I think. Uh, he he drops deep, but he doesn't drop <laughs> as so deep as to like like come through in defensive midfield and then carry the ball forward. That's no, but he drops he, like in the middle of the park at least, right? Yeah, but I I don't know. I don't I don't see him doing that like too much this game, especially because uh, if Neymar drops that deep, he will be facing like a lot of pressure from Kimmich and Goretzka, which we like we all know that they're like they're gonna be on him. Well, not. Kimmich, if Kimmich plays right back, then it's going to be Goretzka and Thiago. But yeah, we both know that even Thiago is very like solid defensively as well. He's going to be pressing Neymar really well. What's interesting though is if Neymar does come that deep, how would Boateng and Alaba, who, who we assume are going to be their centre-back partnership, are going to be? Will he pull those defenders out of their line, which in turn can cause a run? from, I don't know, Mbappe, Icardi, Di Maria, whoever starts? Or are they, are they going to be, um, you know, are they going to be well-behaved and disciplined in their approach to not falter from their line? Yeah, I think when you look at a player like Neymar who likes to roam the, the pitch, um, it's similar to, let's say, someone like Messi who has been doing that role for so long. And how teams usually defend against that, the big teams is usually they... You don't put a man on that player because then they just get dragged out of position. So they have zones and things like that. So I think that's how Bayern will also be. They'll also defend like that with zones. So if he enters your zone, he's your man. Um, because if, if they don't do that, then PSG has so much space that they leave pockets of space behind. And uh, Neymar will just pick out those runs. So it'll be a big problem if they just send a man to follow Neymar everywhere he goes. 
Yeah, I think I, the key thing with that is also the Neymar Mbappe partnership that we saw in the previous to previous game, especially like when it was just Neymar alone. He was trying to create these gaps, but he wasn't sure about passing to anyone else or trying to see anyone's yeah. runs. But as soon as Mbappe got in, you see that as soon as the defender tried to come along, Neymar, Neymar immediately saw the runs of Mbappe and is able to give it to. So the thing about Bayern is they have to be well behaved. They have to make sure that they, Neymar doesn't drag these defenders out of their position. So we know how deadly he could be with taking these defenders out of position, and that'll enable Mbappe or Di Maria to make a good run and have a good chance. So I think yeah. that's going to be a key. Part in tomorrow's game. Yep, we will be watching that very closely. Uh, but moving on, let's talk about uh, the Bayern's front three. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, commemorations to Gnabry. He had like a great performance against Lyon. But no, I, go <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I wanted. I don't really have an understanding of how this Bayern's uh, like front three, and plus Muller. Is gonna break down PSG. Like we know it happens, but it's just that I don't know how the interplay is gonna be. How? What do you guys think about it? Um, I feel like if you look at, I'm just gonna. If you go back to the Barca game, um, the reason Barca was so open in the back is because uh, we had like we left two players up top, Messi and Suarez, and they didn't track back at all. Um, and I think it could be a similar problem with PSG. You look at Di Maria, Mbappe, and Neymar. Those three of them don't defend at all. So if we're leaving three players up top, and they, they just have like they don't have enough midfield players to cover that much ground. So if they don't, I, I feel like Neymar and Mbappe have to track back. Even if they don't want to, it's a Champions League final. You have to. If they don't, then Bayern Munich will just move the ball around and they'll tire this PSG team, and it's just going to be easy for them to score goals. Yeah, I think this comes back to the argument that uh, if Verratti was there in that midfield, then that's yeah. a lot of defensive responsibilities also uh, accomplished. Yeah. But an interesting point to note is that um, it's I, okay. It's not easy, but you can clamp up Lewandowski at times, and yeah. if you have good fullbacks who are let's like disciplined enough, you can contain any wingers, probably like most wingers in the world as well. Now I don't know PSG's wingers aren't good enough for me. Uh, Bernat with like and who's the other one? Yeah, Kero. Uh, anyways. Uh, but I do, I do think that Muller is cannot be stopped in any like in this uh, Bayern setup. The the thing with Muller is he's he just he roams around in between the midfield and the strike. He's not really an attacking midfield as well. It's wherever there's space, you'll find Muller in. But this game, uh, and if like we uh, we've seen this in like the other stages of the Champions League, Marquinhos would play in defensive midfield. And I want to know what you guys would like. How do you think Marquinhos would be able to give Muller the hardest possible time? Uh, Shiv, what do you think? Marquinhos is, you know, he's more of a, you know, he's very defensive in his approach. Like, you know, yeah. there are DMs that do, you know, that ball play, like, that do like to have, go offensive, but Marquinhos is just all of defense. He, um, his, he has the enough. He's physical enough to, you know, uh, take on people. Like you can't dribble past him. Like if you try to move the ball here and there, he's not going to let that happen. He's a no-nonsense defender. He will tackle the ball out of from you. And you know, uh, Muller, he he'll be in the perfect position to man mark Muller if they do decide to do that. But you know, Bayern do have a lot of players that they can't man mark each one of them. 
So See, that's the that's the thing. You can't man mark Muller. The reason why Muller is so good is because, well, I don't know if you guys like uh, Muller's name, uh, like nickname in Germany is Ramdeuter, which which he coined for himself, which literally translates to space investigator in like English. He just finds those spaces somehow, and that's what makes him so dangerous. That's what made him so dangerous against Barca, and I think the Barca game was the biggest display of what Muller can bring. That's what. So yeah, we obviously know Mark. Nobody's gonna dribble past Marquinhos, but will someone be able to find those spaces that nobody else will be able to find? And will Marquinhos be able to stop Muller from doing that? Uh, it's gonna be a tough task for Marquinhos to do. He's actually been performing really well these last games as late. He put a good display, but Muller's form at the moment is unbelievable. He's able to like just. We go wherever he wants, and he's able to find those balls, provide those balls. And uh, he, another thing is that apart from just Muller alone, Bayern's midfield plays an important role to the way they attack. And we've already talked about how, apart from Marquinhos, they don't have Verratti. So we need Neymar and all to come back, or else like with Thiago uh, and Goretzka, they're going to be able to just keep finding uh, balls to give to Muller or to the wingers if Muller is able to drag a defender or Marquinhos with him. So, yeah. apart from just Muller finding these spaces, the players giving these balls to Muller's Goretzka and uh, Thiago, they're going to be also very, uh, they're going to be very key players in this game. And unless the strikers and the Di Maria and the Neymar's come back and are able to give some support to the PSG midfield, we might see Bayern able to easily uh, give more deadly and deadly attacks as the game goes on. That's actually a very good summary of uh, that matchup there. Uh, it's like yeah, that that sums it up like very well. So now let's move on to this prediction. So the scoreline. Uh, who wants to go first here? <laughs> Alright, I'll go first. Um, I'm gonna say two two at ninety minutes. Um, and then extra time Bayern Munich. I was actually uh, going to go for two two at uh, ninety minutes as well. Uh, I see it going to penalties and a German team in penalties. So I, uh, I Bayern are winning that. Shiv, what about you? Um, I see uh, PSG winning the first ever Champions League in their fiftieth anniversary, three oh. two. In in normal time or normal time? Yeah, Rashid. Uh, I'm gonna say Bayern win it normal time two one. Hmm. Okay. So uh, that's gonna cap it off for the Champions League final preview. All right. So now we're gonna do something different. Uh, since it's the Champions League final, since it's between two blockbuster teams, we're going to be making a Bayern x PSG combined 11. All right, let's get started. So, first off, goalkeeper position. I don't think there's going to be any debates here. Neuer. All, oh, yeah. all Neuers across the board. No, I mean, yes. Yeah, sure. What? Neuer. I mean, now has won three Champions Leagues in a row, but yeah, it's, I'll see Neuer. <laughs> Shiv? Like, Neuer, Neuer. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can yeah, you can have praise for Navas, but Neuer is still like the comfortably better goalkeeper among the two. Anyways, now let's move on. Uh, left back. Uh, again, yeah, it has to be Alfonso Davies, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other fullback, right back. Um, can we go Kimmich or do we have to put Benjamin Pavard? Um. Uh, no, we go Kimmich because Kimmich has played the last few games as a right back. Right, so I'm gonna go Kimmich. Yeah. 
Gimmick. I'm also gonna go gimmick comfortably. Gimmick. Okay. Now the I two think we agreed so much, Ella. <laughs> the two center back pairing. Okay, I will start off my two center back pairing. I think it has to be Thiago Silva and Boateng. Yeah, I think I think it has to be those two for me. I don't think Alaba is a, a good enough natural center back to get over those two. Um, I'm gonna go actually. I'm gonna go for Alaba and Thiago Silva. I think Alaba has, he has been moved to the center back position, but he's been solid. He's one of the reasons why Bayern can play the high line because he is quite fast. He's quick, yeah. And he can he can cover the space that Davies leaves behind. So yeah, I'm gonna go Alaba and Thiago Silva. Yep. Okay. Um, are we allowed to check uh, Marquinhos? Um, uh, you know what? Yeah, fair. I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll go with Alaba and Marquinhos because they're solid. Yeah, actually, I'll change to Alaba and Marquinhos if we. Can yeah, if on. we're going with Marquinhos, I'm gonna go with uh, Marquinhos and Thiago Silva. Oh, yeah, I yeah. go with Alaba and Marquinhos as well. I think. All right, so uh, now that's done, let's move on to our midfield three. So, as midfield as a whole, I'm going to go with um, Verratti, Thiago, and the last one is this is confusing. Uh, okay, so the last one, I, I'm going to go with. I think I'm going to go with Idrissa Gay. Okay. No, okay. No, I'm saying I'm gonna go with Leon Goretzka. I'm gonna go with Leon Goretzka. No. I'm okay. I'm me. I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, Thiago Verratti. I'm maybe a little controversial one. I'm gonna say Thomas Müller. Like for me, he has to be in the team. Okay, set. So, are, like, are we? Are we counting He has played sentiment before. Like, yeah, yeah. He he plays. You you know the closest position to what he does is camp. Central midfield. Yeah, camp. camp. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, fine. We'll include it. I, yeah. If we're doing that, then I'm changing Goretzka to Muller as well. <laughs> Ship? Yeah. Oh, Rashid, uh, you know what? Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I was going to put Muller at Cam anyways. I don't think you can leave him out of the side. So, in me, Muller, Muller, Thiago, Virati. I mean, is there any question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the most, it's like the best midfield there, like among the two teams. I don't think anybody, I mean, okay, I don't want to take anything, I, we don't want to take anything away from uh, Idris Aguil, Leon Goretzka, even Kimmich, and, and the Herrera uh, as well. But so you don't uh, have the Herrera in your team? <laughs> hmm. This midfield is probably the best midfield. All right, so I have a question. Do you guys want to do each position in the front three, or do you want to do front three as a whole? Let's just go front three as a whole. All right, All right. front three as a whole. So I'm gonna go with Neymar, Lewandowski, and Mbappe. Yeah, same. Uh, Neymar, Lewandowski, Mbappe. I don't think there are any questions to be asked here. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm tossed. I don't know whether to take uh, Neymar, Mbappe, Nabri, or Neymar, Mbappe, Di Maria. <laughs> Wait, what? No, yeah, Lewandowski? No, no, Lewandowski. No, no, Lewandowski. I don't rate him. Guys, I don't rate Lewandowski. I, I really want a Zuckerberg Shivkumar from this podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> Guys, what do you think? Shivkumar says he doesn't rate Lewandowski, so. <laughs> I don't rate Lewandowski. He's a fraud. I thought he'd win Ballander this year. He's a fraud. <laughs> He's a fraud. He had a bad game against Dan. He still got two assists and one goal. Or one assist and one goal. Against? Shiv! Lyon. 
Did he get two assists? How many knockout goals does he have for Bayern? Never one assist. Okay, how many? I don't know. How many goals? How many big games has he showed up for? I think he showed up. He showed up in every single game except the Lyon game. Nope. No, I mean like in past season. This season, Bayern have been dominant. But as a whole, you will have lost. Past season, I don't. But Bayern haven't made like deep runs though. Like for a while, haven't they? Yeah, but then you call them a. If you call him a top top striker, Balandor capable, then he should okay. be effective. Because you see, but Bundesliga this season, Bundesliga, he watching a lot of goals. But then you put that tax, right? You cut forty percent. Oh from my it. god! <laughs> he's like what third or fourth highest goals in Champions League history. I think fourth now. He's like one behind Raul. He's three. He's two goals away from breaking Ronaldo's Champions League goals scoring record. And he's played less games. Highest, he's played less games. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. in a one-legged season. One legged fixture season. But you can't say that's just this season. You say in general, like Lewandowski is in Chicago. I feel like in, in general, if you look at the team, right, I feel like Nabri or uh, Demara is more of a game changer than Lewandowski. Because Lewandowski, if the team performs, he performs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if the I team doesn't that. perform, he doesn't perform. That's I, my I heavily disagree. Yeah, but, with but, them. but there are very few number nines who can change the game on their own without service. Any good number nine needs like some like at least. He's going to say Martial, isn't he? Additional <laughs> <laughs> number nine. See, there are number nines that can change. No, you know. Okay. Like who? Maybe Aguero. <laughs> no, no, we have to then... keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there are people that can change. Right, I, I just don't rate Lewandowski over Gnabry or Di Maria. They're they're Gnabry more as well. Wow. No, yeah, I mean, is, but, no, I said like I said I I'd rather have Nabri or Di Maria than Lewandowski. As like a number nine. Okay, you know what? It's your opinion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as a I'd number nine. See, you're talking about top three forwards. Yeah, I know. I get it. But I'd love to see what the comments say about this. Uh, so let me just summarize our eleven from the majority. So we have Noir in goal. Uh, our our backline is Alfonso Davies at left back. Uh, Hajua Kimik at right back. Our two centre backs are Marquinhos and Alaba, and I think all of us unanimously agree that our front three would be Verratti, Thiago, and Thomas Muller. And I think uh, from a like majority as well, we have a front three of Neymar, Lewandowski, and Mbappe. Wow, that's actually a solid line. Like, I this I think in that these two teams are the best teams to be in the Champions League final right now. Like only. Man City comes close in probably third, and uh, I I don't want to bring that up because uh, let's, let's, let's just let's just not bring that up. You know? We want the whole podcast to bringing it up. Let's just not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that's gonna cap it off for our combined eleven, and also for this episode. Uh, it's a pretty short episode, but we decided to keep it only Champions League related, so that uh, it's gonna be the most interesting as possible for you guys. Uh, but that is gonna be Dennis's episode. Um, thank you for watching and listening. Uh, again, like I said, we appreciate all of the support recently, and we've actually been getting quite a few views on YouTube. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, if you guys, whichever platform you're on, please like, follow, or subscribe, and comment something if you can, and give us your thoughts because we know that there's a lot of uh, Catholics, Catholics, and Mercurial opinions in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> so please comment and let us know what you think. Uh, but that's gonna cap it off, and uh, thank you and goodbye.